everybody. Welcome to episode eight. This is eight. Eight. We've done eight of these already. This is cool. Crazy, right? I forget how often we, we do these until I go back and I look at the analytics and uh, it just, it, it gets me stoked. So yeah, good stuff. So hi everybody. Hope your new year's was good. Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting in the mood. It's been, it's been uh, a long day. So we're just, we're kind of, you know, getting ready. We're, we're calming down. We're doing a little mantras in our heads. And, That's right. Getting and out of work mode and getting into this mode and stuff. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> That's oh, it a really real is. Thing, getting getting out of work mode and getting ready to, to just chat. That's that's a that's a thing. Yeah. I have a I have a tendency of taking quite a bit of time to get to that point. I have a forty minute commute from from my job to my house. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, so my my brain doesn't shut down by the time I get home. And when I get home, I'm kind of on the clock anyway. So I'm constantly going, constantly going, and then. Fortunately for these kinds of moments, this is a lot of fun for me. Uh, it, it, it's a really good time, but I got to slow down mm -hmm. and it takes me a minute to get there. So, yep. Good times all around. How are you? How are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm, I'm way better than I was during our last podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that, um, that was a, that was a beefy sickness. I, it took me a good two and a half to three weeks to fully recover. Again, not and COVID. It, it was not COVID, right? No. Um, but uh, yeah, finally my sinuses are clear and everything's all good. And um, just had a, a massive bomb cyclone hit us here on the the east coast, and that was how crazy. much snow did you get? About two and a half feet. Shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're still kind of digging out of it, um, but it's a uh, it's a winter wonderland around here. That's for sure. Well. I don't want to make you feel bad, but it was a balmy, like mid fifties and it was very, very windy. It was so windy. I could hardly walk out of my house. So oh, we have, we, oh. we have weather troubles here too. Poor baby. I know. Right. Did the wind almost knock you down? You know what? Yes, it did. And I feel <laughs> for sure. I'm joking. So I know you are and I appreciate it. It um, makes me feel better about myself. So, uh, welcome to episode eight of the However Far Away podcast. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Josh. That's Sarah. And we're here for another hour or so, just kind of hanging out with you guys. So, thank you very much for taking the time to chill with us. We appreciate it. Lots of stuff to cover tonight. We uh, we took a little bit of time between the holidays. We, we did a New Year's episode. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and, and take a listen. There's lots of, uh, lots of good stuff in that as well. But it's been a few weeks. And while our intention is to do this at least once a week, look, guys, life gets in the way. Life happens. That doesn't mean that we don't like hearing that you want more because that's great. So keep those comments coming for sure. Mm -hmm. But we do apologize that sometimes it can, you know, be 10 days to two weeks before we can get another episode out simply because we got shit to do. It's really what it comes down to. It's true. It's true. And I, I have found that even though we did an episode one episode while you were here, I like doing the, the, however far away podcast when we're kind of far away from each other, <laughs> you know, I think being together in the same room is, is it, it's a nice novelty once in a while. Mm -hmm. But frankly, if I'm being totally honest, when you're here, I don't want to focus on anything else. That's what I've been uh, noticing as well, because you know, we, 
we did the one when we were together and that was super awesome and we got really, really good feedback for that. And I would like to do that again. Um, but the last two times I've been there, it's just, I, you know, I, I just want to be with you. I don't right. really want to just <laughs> chill. I don't want to focus on anything in particular. So that's part of the reason why there are delays. So thanks for your patience. We, we absolutely appreciate the positive feedback and the constructive criticism too. We've gotten some great emails from some folks again, all over the world who are letting us know that there, there's lots of good things that are happening out of this. So all we're trying to do is, is spark conversation with us, between us, uh, with you, um, between you and your partner, just, just to kind of help all of us get to a place where if, if we're not comfortable with a long distance relationship, we can at least manage it effectively, especially yeah. when there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. So thank you for all of your, your comments and your feedback. We do appreciate it. We have talked about doing, um, guest spots, having folks come on, on the podcast. And we've got a few folks lined up. Uh, well, maybe not lined up, but in mind to, to make that happen. So we really do want to hear about your experiences. We want to know what works for you, you and, and your partners as well. So keep that in mind, shoot us an email, let us know how we can kind of help facilitate that. And we'd love to have you on the podcast. We will absolutely get there for sure. We're going to make that happen. <laughs> I promise we'll make that happen. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the lay of the land the last couple of weeks. Just just been head down, super busy at work. How about you? What's what's going on in your neck of the woods? Just kids. Kids are happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm gearing up to uh to start school. Um Yes. What are you studying? Social psychology. Excellent. Social psychology, yeah. Um, it's always been an interest of mine. Um but uh yeah, it's, I, I did a lot of thinking, and this, this is this is the route I want to go. So Good. I start in May, and I'm just kind of um, getting everything in order, financial aid, all that mm. business, and then really just kind of getting in the right mind frame to begin yeah. school. Because I, I don't want to jump right into it and not be prepared. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I've got some projects that I need to get taken care of. And then I just, I want like a clean slate, you know, for when I start school. So just when, been thinking about think that. Gonna, when do you think you'll start taking your first classes? May. In May. In May. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of my um, earlier therapists was adamant about the, the concept that the, the very best investment that we can make in ourselves is our education. And I absolutely agree with that. 100%. It doesn't matter where you're at in your life. doesn't matter what stage you're in. doesn't matter if you've got kids or not. doesn't matter if you're old, young, in between the moment that we decide that we want to, to reach out and, and grab that knowledge, do so take advantage of the opportunities that you have to, to make that happen. If for nothing else, but personal growth, that's why I'm doing mine. I don't know if I'm going to go into education. Sorry. Camera. Your camera is falling. I did a bad thing. My camera fell down. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to go into education once my degrees are done. I would like to. Absolutely. But I'm really doing it for myself. And that's that. it feels good to get to that yeah. point. I mean, I could totally see you in the academic field. That's for sure. So is it just because of the sweater or is it because of... <laughs> 
I, I think of having you as a professor or as, you know, a teacher and, um, like you'd, you'd, you'd be my favorite and I'm not, you know, I know I'm super biased, but like you, you you have the, that kind of, I don't know what the word is. You're, you're, you're approachable and you're friendly and you're funny and you get people psyched up for stuff. I'm a good hype man. And you are, you are a good hype man. Um, but you're also very passionate about what you believe in. And I think, um, you know, get yourself in front of a room full of students and you could really make a difference. So. Yeah. But you know, as well as I do, <laughs> that if you were my student and I was the teacher, we'd both get kicked out of school. <laughs> Why is that? No reason <laughs> at all. <laughs> None whatsoever. Well, I'm yeah. So let's just not go down that road because that's bad news for anyone who's in that position. Let's not do that. So that said, we, uh, we've got a couple of things to, uh, to, to cover tonight. We've got some excellent questions from a few listeners that we wanted to talk about and address, but so far 2022 has not been as evil as 2021. And I'm happy about that. That doesn't mean that there aren't challenges. It just means that for the last few years, we've all been through the ringer, we've been through some shit and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that at least on my side of the world, things are a little bit easier. And I really do hope that for everybody listening out there, things are a little bit easier for you too. If they're not, I can tell you from experience, it will get better regardless of what you're going through. It will get better. And again, if you, if you need an ear, if you need to, you know, somebody to talk to, everyone's got their support system. Everyone has their people around them. And if you don't have those people, look, we can help. We can help find resources or, you know, just email us and let us know what's on your mind. But just want to make sure that everybody feels like they've got somebody to talk to with all this bullshit going on right now. Yeah, that's very important. Very so important. I think so. So let's, let's talk about the biggest stress of, of this year. And I think not so much for me last year, but the year before for sure. But when it comes down to finances, this is a real big deal in any kind of a relationship. It can cause massive amounts of stress in a long distance relationship. It's interesting because there's the dynamic of, well, if we could join forces, then we'd be in a pretty good position, but we can't. So where's the demarcation line between individual finances and couples finances? At what point do we say, even though we're in a long distance relationship, we're going to start bringing our lives together in those kinds of ways as well. How do we help each other when we're in financial straits? Mm -hmm. How do we keep each other buoyed during those kinds of stressful moments, especially when I can't reach out and grab you to say, Hey, we're going to make this. This is going to be okay. That's going to be the bulk of the discussion today. A lot of these tips and, and, Ideas are things that I think anyone could use in any kind of relationship. It's not just long distance, but those of you that are in a, in a long distance relationship, this is kind of a thing and it's something that, that doesn't get talked about a lot. So hopefully we can kind of make some headway with that. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, did you, did you and your ex-husband, did you guys have combined finances? Yes, we did. Yeah. You did. You had a joint bank account. Mm-hmm. You had all that stuff. Okay. We did. Yeah. Um, not right off the bat. I don't, I don't even think we did it until we were 
uh, like right before we were married. Oh, really? And yeah, we were we were together for about four or five years before mm. we kind of combined everything. Um, I had my account; he had his. Um, and that's not to say we weren't sharing expenses, you know, rent and because we lived together, right? Um, but it would, you know, that that joint bank account, uh, you know, waited a while. <laughs> So Which what's your, what's your take on married couples or long-term partners who don't have joint accounts? I mean, I think it's all personal. I think, you know, I, I, I some people want their finances to be individual to them. Sure. Um, I can imagine, you know, there's partners who would probably think that that's, um, a bit selfish or, um, you know, there's no trust between them, but I don't necessarily think that's true. I just think that, you know, if, especially if, if somebody has been, you know, um, independent for a long time mm -hmm. and they're used to having their own account and, and, and not, you know, kind of combining that stuff. Um, it could be difficult to, to change their mind, to, to get in a mindset where they're like, you know, what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. You know what right. I mean? Why? What do you think? I find it odd. If I'm being totally honest, do you? That I do. I find it odd. I understand it. I get it, but that's not how, that's not how my head and my heart work. I understand that you shouldn't lead with your heart with finances. I totally get that. But I tend to do so anyway with everything. So mm. when it comes to finances, I understand that people, they, they've got their own income. They've got their own expenditures. They have their own responsibilities. And some people feel uncomfortable asking their partner to assist with those responsibilities. How far can one go to say, hey, um, I'm having a little trouble making ends meet this month. Can I, you know, can I borrow some money for like the gas bill? Right. But, but then it starts going into a weird place where, okay, does, does my partner need to borrow money from me or that, that feels <laughs> right. weird, right? Yeah. Because in, in my head, I think we're a partnership and partnership means you're pooling your resources and you're taking care of what your responsibilities might be out of that same pool. When someone says, well, I need you to. Venmo me half of the mortgage. Okay. I, I understand it. I get that, but it just, it just feels odd to me. Now I can imagine mm -hmm. that there might be people listening to this who are going, yeah, you're a dumbass, And this is why you might want to, to have split accounts. All good. Definitely want to know that. Um, but that's, that's unique to you and that, that works for you. It doesn't necessarily work for everyone else. And I understand that my situation is the same, but I tend to think that having a joint account is, is not just a, a spiritual step or an emotional step, but it's a very, you know, concrete step that people can take to say, yep, we're in this together. And it, it, it matters to me. It does. That's not to say though, that people can't have individual accounts on the side. The question becomes, does your partner know about that individual account? Right. You know, secret account. Secret well, accounts are bad. You know, like us. Oh, absolutely agreed. But I mean, you and I, you and I have, you know, we haven't 
combined forces financially or anything like that. We both have two separate households that we're taking care of and stuff. I think in that instance, it's, um, you know, I don't know if there's any point in us doing it right now. I know if you needed help or if I needed help, we're comfortable enough to ask each other for that. Luckily we haven't really gotten, we haven't gotten into that situation yet. Right. Um, but I'm, you know, if, if I needed it, I know you're there. Oh, 100%. I know you're good for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then there's, there's that inherent embarrassment that comes along with saying, look, I I can't, I can't pay this bill or I can't make, you know, rent this month or, or something of that nature. Do you think that there's, that there should be, you know, a, a level of, of uncomfortability there and how, how, how does that managed when clearly there's one person in the relationship that feels differently about finances than the other? I don't, I don't think there should be any uncomfortableness, uncomfortable, uncomfortable ability. Right. <laughs> that was it. What's the word? You got it. Uncomfortable. Un- uncomfortability. There shouldn't be, you know, shit happens. It does. You know, bills get, bills get thrown your way that you, you, you didn't expect. And, um, you know, if, if you can't lean on your partner financially, sometimes who, who can you? Right. You know, I, you know, of course I don't, I, I didn't really have any parents that, that I could rely on for that stuff. Neither did um, I. But <laughs> At all. Um, but yeah, there's I, me, my opinion. I don't think there should be any. Um, it shouldn't be uncomfortable. A couple of places that people like to start when it comes to bringing their their finances together are things like family phone plans, right? Sure. Yeah. Ways to save money yet start dipping your toe into the idea mm-hmm. of sharing resources. Oh, well, I, I totally mooch off of you for like, you know, Disney plus and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't Disney. She does not oh. mooch off of me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, it doesn't happen. My bad. <laughs> right. But those kinds of things though, help ingratiate the idea that finances can be shared, that the, the responsibilities can be, be, be split. I have, I've got good friends who have had cases where all of a sudden, you know, one partner began to rely very heavily on the other partner to take care of that bill all the time. Mm -hmm. That's where things get a little weird because you have to bridge this, this, this gap between expectation and what's the word? Um, kindness, because I may be being kind by saying, yeah, I can help you with the phone bill. And then all of a sudden it becomes an expectation. And then what if it becomes a financial hardship for me? Then it's an embarrassing conversation to have to say, Hey, you haven't been paying your phone bill. I need, I need you to get back on that. What, what do you do in a case like that? How do you handle a situation that weird? You're asking me, I don't know. Um, what would you do? (laughs) Well, at some point you have to be like, look, I've helped you out. Maybe it's time for you to take some responsibility and figure out a way to make more money. Mm. You know, we got to pull our own weight, right? 100%. 
now, you know, you clearly make more money than I do by leaps and bounds, I, I imagine. Um, but the, you know, I don't, I, I'm doing what I can to keep myself afloat. I know you're there, but Mm. I also know that you have your own financial struggles. So it's up to me to take care of myself and not lean on you. And at some point in any relationship, you know, it, 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 it should be as equal as possible. You know, um, there are, you know, specific circumstances that might, you know, keep people from doing that. I mean, I was a, I was basically a stay at home mom while my ex worked, you know, it just, most of the time it wasn't financially viable for me to go work because all that money was going to be going to daycare. I've always felt weird about that. You're going to spend 75% of your check. Yeah. It just doesn't make it didn't make any sense, you know. I agree with that completely. I'm still kind of in that situation as well, you know. I have mm-hmm. 50/50 custody with my kids. I I have them every other week. I could get a full-time job, but I'd be sending my kids to school and then daycare and paying for that and really not making any extra money. So, right. I choose to kind of have a fixed income right now. I work from home. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lucky in that respect. Um, but I'm not making the money that I could be making if I was working full time. So I have to live, right. I have to live pretty frugally right now. It's, um, and, but you've, you have, you have creative talent, right? You, you, you knit, you crochet, you sew, you've got a, a clothing line that you're building. You, you make vests and hats and capes. Oh my God. Yeah. And dresses and suits. And I mean, there, there are, there are ways that someone like yourself can augment their, their, their lifestyle through creative work. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that, that kind of ability. I certainly don't have that kind of ability. I, if, if, if I were forced to live off of my hands, yeah, I'd be searching for grubs outside that that's, you know, how <laughs> effective I, I am in that space. So what kind of things can people do to kind of help alleviate their financial stress? Not, not only in a long distance relationship, but you know, in, in a cohabitation as well. Uh, probably eating out less oh, <laughs> as, as, as you and I have started oh, to yeah. do um what was it i mean you you took a look at your bill one month and you were like holy shit i've got to stop doing that yeah it was a car payment guys uh-huh. it was a car payment full worth of of eating out yeah. a month that's bad yeah um it was bad for me i'm not going to judge but it was bad for me aside from that i mean i'm i, I can't i can't think of anything off the top of my head <laughs> Some, some things that, that we can look at to kind of help live within our means, right? Um, honestly, things like sharing accounts, like, like Netflix accounts and, and Hulu and those kinds of things. Look, I, I know that it's frowned upon, but sometimes it helps. Every little bit helps, right? Sure. Um, I used to have Sirius XM radio in my car. Don't do that anymore. It's it's expensive. So you can you can cut out some of the things that 
are, are just kind of eating away at your, at your budget to make things a little bit better. And believe me, guys, it adds up, you know, $12, really here, $12 yeah. there, $20 here. All of a sudden you're, you're sitting with a little bit of an excess and you go, Oh, okay. That, that feels a whole hell of a lot better. And I don't know about you, but when, when I have, you know, financial stress, it's an absolute weight. It's like, it's the, the biggest gray spot in the land. I can't get past it because it, it feels so unmovable, but all it takes is just a little bit of momentum, a little bit of saving, a little bit of, of tightening the belt to make things just a little bit easier. And then it's like exercise. All of a sudden you start seeing results and you go, ha ha, this is really cool. And then you start thinking about things a little bit differently and you start budgeting and prioritizing things a little bit differently. But what really gets me in our situation is I know that if you and I were able to cohabitate, we'd be just fine. Oh, we'd be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and, we can't, and we can't. And there's, there's a real sense of not resentment, but injustice in that. Like, like why the fuck can we not make that happen? And, and look, there are, we've discussed all the reasons why we've chosen to be in this spot, but there's still that sense of, of, of injustice. I'll go back to that one again, mm -hmm. that damn, if we could only really and completely join forces, then we'd be all right. Do you ever find any resentment creeping in? Oh, all the time. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it, when, when I'm, you know, look around my house and I see the things that I can't afford or, you know, I just had to drop like a shit ton of money on my car that I don't have. Right. I don't have that money. It's going on a credit card, mm -hmm. you know, moments like that. I'm like, this sucks. This really sucks. And the only thing that kind of gets me through it is knowing that it won't be like this forever. That's right. You know, it sucks right now, but eventually you and I will be able to have one household, mm -hmm. you know, one, one, one monthly rent payment or mortgage payment, right. you know, it's like, right. <laughs> um, and we will, you know, we'll see our, our, our savings grow and, and, you know, be able to give, all of our children, the things that they, they want and need. And, um, yep. you know, maybe have some leftover for us. <laughs> well, the converse might be true for others out there. I, I know what I'm thinking of one couple in, in particular. Um, she's got her business on the West coast. He's got his, his, his business in, in uh, his work in, in the Midwest. They've, they've built their financial lives. They've, they've built their, their castles. And, there's a real sense of trepidation that goes along with saying, Oh shit, I've got to, I got to pick up my entire life and I've got to take my life to this other person and I've got to rebuild. That's an interesting concept because the first thing that I think about in that situation is, 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 well, how, how does that become the reason that people choose not to cohabitate in the same place? And the, the answer really is, is that 
look, we, we build our lives for self-fulfillment and we build them based on, on the things that we see right in front of us in that moment. None of us ever thought we were going to be in a long distance relationship. So we built our lives figuring that we're going to be in the spot that we're in. All of a sudden, this wonderful person comes into our lives and now we're thinking, oh shit, do I need to, to tear up my entire existence and, and take it over there? That is a really hard decision to make. I don't care how financially well off you are. I don't care how much you're struggling. That is a difficult decision to make. And it is nobody's purview, but your own to decide when is the right time to rip out that life and go be with that person. And then the decision has to be made. Who's going where? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be a lot of fear that comes with that, you know, a ton, like, you know, when, when you move here, you're going to have to find a whole new job. That's, yep. that's scary in and of itself. You know, it's, it's, um, I guess you kind of have to weigh your options and, and, and between the two people say, okay, <laughs> who, who getting uprooted is going to have it the easiest. You know what I mean? I would imagine that when that conversation happens for folks, it's got to be kind of tense because just because you're in love with someone doesn't mean that you're willing to uproot your life and go to their house. Yeah. It's going to be, well, so why don't you, you move here? That? Why don't you move here to me? Well, why don't, well, why you, don't you come yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, our situation is unique in that while it's clear that if we had our druthers, you would be here, but the reality of the situation is, is it's going to be easier for me to relocate there in a few years than it will be for, for you to come out here. You, you simply can't, your children are too young. Correct. Um, I mean, work-wise it would be super easy for me. Sure. No big deal. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, you know, my, my kids are here. They're going to school. Their dad is here. I, I, I can't, <laughs> you know, and in this kind of a situation, I wouldn't ask, right? Sure. And to, to be honest, if you were to come at me and say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm leaving my kids here. They're going to go to school. They're going to be with their dad. I'm going to figure it all out. I would have a real problem with that because- Well, I'd, I'd lose a little respect for me. Of course. Because at, at, that, at that point, you're like, wait a minute. You know, th there are certain things that take precedence in our lives. And- we have to make really hard decisions sometimes for people that are frankly more important than ourselves. Yeah. And so in our situation, timelines just being what they are, it's going to be easier for me to go out there. And I'm, I'm, I look forward to it. I do because frankly, home is with you. And I, I, I feel empty when you're not here. So I look forward to that moment of just being able to be in your space a hundred percent of the time and build that, that life and, and build that newness. And that does not mean that I look forward to bailing out of here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that my, my long-term goal, my desire to build that life with you simply the, the shortest path is for me to go there. End of story. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. We're a number of years away from that, but that's what we're going to do. Well, we're, if, it's not, it's not so far off in the distance, you know, right. It'll creep you, up on us right. before we know it. Oh, it's, it's not quite around the corner, but it's, it's getting there. Yeah. Right. We're, yeah. we're, we're closing in on it. And I'm that's, excited that's too. To, to like, think about. you know, the prospect of, you know, 
buying a house with you and, and making it our yeah, that's own. That's going to be cool. Yeah. I've never bought a house. Neither have I. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> let's let's do it, right? So I guess the, the long the, the short version of this story is is that that finances finances can be difficult conversations to have or or talking about finances can be a little bit sticky. I think going into those kind of conversations have compassion for one another. Try to put yourself in their position. Try to understand why this person might be feeling a little bit reticent to just rip up their life and go out to you. Try to understand what their past has been in order to make them feel a little weird about talking about finances. Try, try to, try to give your, give yourself permission to hold space for them while they work towards cohabitation. Mm -hmm. It may take time, yeah. but if you let somebody come to that realization on their own, it's going to be far more organic and far more natural than any kind of, of mandate that says you must be here at a certain time or this relationship is over. That's doomed for failure immediately. Don't do that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know that, um, you know, even when, when you can get here, doesn't necessarily mean that's when you will be able to simply because, um, you, you know, you have to prioritize, prioritize finding work, you know, there are logistics. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be as smooth, I think, as, as we hope it's going to be, but we've got a good plan. Um, the key to a good plan though, is being able to, to take advantage of opportunities when they come up. So who knows how it's going to work out? My advice to anyone who's in the somewhat same position that we might be in is just stay communicative, stay open, make sure that you're letting your partner know what your plans are. Because if you don't talk about this stuff, it's going to be a weird kind of a thing that that's just the elephant in the room. It needs to be discussed. So, so make sure you're taking the time. Now it can be a difficult conversation to have, but that leads into kind of the next segment of, of this, of today's podcast is, is having uncomfortable conversations. So I, I put out there into the universe to some friends and said, look, um, what would you like to hear on the podcast? And my, my girl Ria in San Diego, I love her to death. She's my sister from another mister. She, uh, she, she's been super supportive of us from day fucking one. And so she comes at me and she says, you know what? I want you guys to give us some information about how to, to, to have uncomfortable conversations. And I'm sorry that the thump you just heard was me kicking my cat off the desk, but she's being really annoying tonight. <laughs> um, how to start having uncomfortable conversations, how, how to broach those kinds of subjects. So let's use finances as an example of, of how to, how to do that. I will, I will give you the floor. If you were going to come to me about a financial situation that could be prickly, that could be touchy, how would you do it? Well, me personally, I would just kind of lay it all out there. No fucks given. All right, Josh Carley, check it out. No, I, I mean, I did that a couple months ago, you know? True. I, I flat out told you, I'm like, look, I'm pro properly broke. We might have to extend our trips out to see each other a little bit longer simply because, you know, those expenses are adding up. They are. Um, I, you know, it's important for me 
that you know where I am, what spot I'm in, you know? Because I can, I, I can feel it. I, I can, I can feel the tension. <laughs> and if you're, if you're close with your partner, guys, you can feel the tension, regardless of whether or not you're three thousand miles away or not. You know when something is a little bit weird. Yeah, so, so I, I just come at you. I mean, look, if if you can't, I always go back to this, but it's if if you can't talk to your partner about stuff like this, there's bigger issues at hand. Agreed. Where things get even weirder is when you want to have courageous conversations with your partner, but you don't. It starts to build up. Mm-hmm. It starts to, to become this, this vertigris all over that shiny copper greatness, right? And it starts, it starts to really poison a relationship when there are things that need to be talked about but aren't. And I know it's scary to have those kinds of conversations, but from my experience, I'll say this, if you are afraid to have a difficult conversation with your partner, I understand why, but think of it this way. If you don't, you are not giving your partner the opportunity and ability to grow. And what that means is if we protect our partners, from things that could be difficult to handle, enraging to hear, uncomfortable to deal with, they're not being given the opportunity to make effective change. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we grow as people is by giving ourselves the ability to change. It's by receiving information saying, I'm going to do this good thing with that information and I'm going to grow because of it. If we don't have a courageous conversation with our partner, you're effectively limiting their growth. Is that the kind of relationship you want to have? Right. I think a lot of people feel like they don't want to burden their partner with bad information. You know, I, I, I had to deal, that. I had to deal a little bit with this in, in, um, in my marriage. Um, there was a big financial thing that happened and I wasn't aware of it for many, many months until it got out of hand. Um, and it left me feeling, um, pretty unimportant in, in all honesty. Um, imagine. you know, why, why can't you talk to me about this? Mm. You know, <laughs> you know, of all the people you could be talking to me about this. I'm not, you know, I don't, of maybe, people, maybe he felt like he would have be been judged to. or yeah, maybe, maybe he felt right. like he would have been judged. And like I'm saying, and, and like I said before, there were clearly, it was a clearly a bigger issue than, than mm. that, that situation. Um, but I think a lot of people feel like they just don't want to burden their partner with bad news. You know what I mean? I'm afraid to give bad news because I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be <laughs> looked down on. I, I don't want to be sure. seen as incapable of doing that thing. But um, like an old boss once told me, bad news is, is not like wine. It does not age well. Never does. That's so true. Say what you got to say, do it with compassion, do it with love, but be direct, be honest, sit that person down and say, look, I know you don't want to hear these words, but we got to talk right now. We've got things we have to say. There are things that I got to get off my chest if for nothing, but just to feel better. And yes, it may cause a fight. 
that's a possibility. Be prepared though, to enter into that courageous conversation armed with the right kind of information and the right attitude, knowing that your partner may freak out at, at, at a difficult conversation. It, it prepares you to not lose your shit. Yeah. That's always helpful when you're having that kind of a, of, of a moment. It, it's. I mean, it, 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 it could also be in a situation where you know your partner, you and your partner don't argue um, properly. You know what I mean? Insults are going to yeah. be rolled or, or yeah. you know, um, someone's going to get butt hurt. And it's like mm-hmm. that can prevent you from being honest. I think learning learning how to argue properly is, is, um, very important in a relationship. We talked about that kind of extensively in one of our first episodes. I think it was actually our very first episode that we really got, got deep into that. We talked about that quite Mm -hmm. a bit, Yeah. but I, I will say knowing how your partner needs to react to that kind of information is key. For example, I tend to, to fire up real fast. And I get really hot, really fast and it burns off really fast. I'm not saying I get angry, although sometimes it happens. I'm not saying that, you know, I start throwing shit. That doesn't happen either, but I need to be able to burn that, that alcohol off of the, the, what is that? When you put it in the pan and you do the, the flambe flambe. Yeah. The alcohol's got to burn off. Once that happens, I can see the situation a little bit clearer but the fact that you give me the space to do that is really, really comforting because whatever happens in that moment of fire, you're not taking personally because no, and oh, you're really, you're really is. good about, you're really good about recognizing that, you know, and not acting in those moments, you know, you, you kind of internalize it and, um, you want, I, I think you understand that if you were to react in that moment, you know, you would be coming at me really, really hard. So I don't you like, like to I, sit in it and to burn it off before you, before, I have to. you know, yeah. Abs- and, and I thank you for to. that. You know, I, I think I, um, I need to learn how to do that a little bit better. I'm not so good with that. I, I react and I'm like, no, 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 you know, like I come <laughs> at you and it's like, I, I can't, I I'm, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> well, uh, well, okay. Aren't we all, we, we, we all are. Sure. The key yeah. is knowing what our partner's going to do because knowing that you're going to come at me like that helps me make sure that I can hold space for you while you're doing it. But I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. You know, I want to, I want to, sure. I want to be like you. No. <laughs> uh, I hear you and, and thank you. But I think that, that respecting each other's abilities to get angry and to, to, to freak out and to rage and to look, th- those things are important for ourselves, right? We can't tamp down anger. We, we shouldn't tamp down rage. It's what we do with those emotions that becomes destructive. Right. If I get super angry and I start throwing shit around, yeah, I'm breaking stuff. That's bad. It's not a good look. But if I'm getting angry and I'm saying to myself, you know what, and to you or whoever it is that I'm having this confrontational moment with, I'm going to step away from this right now. It, it, whatever you might have to say has no bearing on whether or not I need to step away. It's no magic bullet. 
I got to step away right now. Mm-hmm. Holding space for your partner in those moments is key. And bring it back around to the point of the topic. If you, if you think about the worst possible thing that could happen, most likely that's not the way it's going to go. So if you, if you have a difficult moment with your partner or you, you're about to broach a subject that might be difficult, think about the worst thing that could possibly happen. Prepare yourself for that thing because it's probably not going to. So that when something happens, you go, oh, that wasn't that bad. And then point number two, hold space for your partner. So holding space is a, is a concept that I've learned through therapy and a a lot of years of, of practice. But what that means to me is, is that I am going to create a protective bubble around your emotional process that allows you to be you without judgment, completely unconditionally, whatever happens in that time bubble, you get to do on your own. And there's not going to be any judgment after the fact, right? That's what holding space is. I'm going to give you the time to work out your issue and come to me when you're ready to discuss it. We can do that with our, our love partners. We can do that with our children. We can do that with, you know, people that we work with. That's what holding space means. Almost like what? freezing emotional time. Of course. Let me ask, what, what happens when holding space becomes almost infinite? You know, what happens when, when there's no progress, you know what I mean? That's a different kind of courageous conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Having, having a moment where you talk to your partner and say, check it when we fight, I'm really good about giving you the leeway to do the things that you do, but it seems like that's being taken advantage of in a number of different ways. Here's how I feel about that. Here's what I feel. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm not going to project that onto you. I'm saying, this is how I feel in those moments. Mm-hmm. Give, give your partner the opportunity to make effective change through letting them know how they're affecting you. That's, that's how I would handle that. Now there's a difference between holding space for someone and being an emotional punching bag. Right. Only you. And I say that the Royal you only you can determine when that line is crossed, but I will say this holding space for someone does you good as well. It helps you take a step back. It helps you lead from self energy. It helps you see the situation clearer. If you attempt to hold space to ward off evil, that's when things are a little bit messy mm-hmm. and I would, I would look at that very critically and very honestly to see how those moments affect you. How does it affect your body? How does it affect the way you, you breathe, you stand? Are you, are you in a physically defensive position, crossing your arms, those kinds of things? Be mindful of how you react in those, those situations. And it will, it will give you the clues to help you determine whether or not your moments are healthy or unhealthy. Now I'm no psychiatrist. I'm, I'm no therapist. I've been through this process personally, and I'm only speaking from experience. So anything that I have to say works for me. It may not work for you. It may not work for anyone listening. So the last thing that I'll say on this, and then I'll stop talking for a second is trust your instincts, learn the difference between emotional abuse and self-preservation and self-growth. But ultimately, get a therapist. 
find a good therapist to help walk you yeah. through what you can and can't do. And if you need to find a couples therapist, do that too. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I love you enough that we are going to uncover the ravels in our relationship. And we're going to tie them back together because this means something to me. There's nothing wrong with that at all whatsoever. And that's my sermon. <laughs> that was a good one. Sorry. I just kind of <laughs> went on a, on a little bit of a rant there. No, I liked it. Can you hear my cat with the paper? Is she being super annoying? Um, I can hear her. Yes. Oh, you guys, she's awesome. But fuck. Man, you got a cat, but you also got a toddler. <laughs> I love her so much, though. She's Did so you cute. know you were going to have a second child when you I had no cat? idea that's what was gonna, this was going to be. But I'm naive sometimes. I love it. I love it when you, when you talk to her and you're like, you know, disciplining her. It sounds like you're talking to like a little child. So <laughs> she, like, knows she's, she knows she's fucking up right now. She's laying, she's right down here. She's playing with a sticky note that was on the floor. And she's looking at me like, ah, ha, 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 fuck you. I know I'm pissing you <laughs> off. Susie. Susie. I'll see if I can get her to talk to me. Oh, she doesn't care. She's playing with the paper. I'm going I'm to let her do her thing. So that's, that's the serious spiel for the day, guys. It always comes down to communication. Every single time it comes down to communication. If there are, look, there are, there are tons of resources to help people learn how to communicate with their partners. But again, speaking from experience, learning how you need to communicate and giving yourself permission to be strong in that space is half the battle. It's not about how to talk to your partner. It's about giving yourself permission to do so. Finding that strength within you, you know? Yep. yep. It's, a, it's yeah. a thing. It's a big, big deal. There is confidence in that space. Trust your partner. If they love you and they have your best interests at heart, they're going to intrinsically know how to hold space and give you that unconditional love that you need in those moments. If you don't trust your partner different conversation. Yeah. I swear to God, this one. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm, I'm on a roll and she's down there going, ha ha, fuck you. So that's just kind of how that works. So let's see. That's, um, that's, it's a couple of pretty heavy conversations. Again, it comes, it comes, always comes down to communication. Um, but at the end of the day, talk to your partner. They will help guide you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, shifting gears because clearly she is not going to allow us to have any more serious conversation while she's down there with her, her collar, her bell and the sticky note. Um, I'm coming to see you in a week. Yes, you are. Yes. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the balmy environs of Southern California out to the, um, shall we say frigid tundra of things on the East coast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Get ready. I'm going to be cold. Don't freeze your balls off. I hope not because you like them. It's true. Yeah. I'll keep them warm for you, baby. Thank you. That's so kind. <laughs> so very kind. You're going to be here for my birthday, which is awesome. And yeah, so your birthday's uh, right before Valentine's. So you you get the um, the, the Christmas My birthday's baby. on Galentine's Day. That is right. It's Galentine's Day. <laughs> Parks and Rec for the win, guys. That's right. Should they do a Parks and Rec movie? 
Do you think that would translate to the big should, screen? No, I think that they should I do agree. like a reunion show, like an hour-long reunion that show. That would be rad. Wouldn't that be dope? I would be down with that. That'd be really yeah. cool. I think I need but to I know watch you it. But I know you have something planned for my birthday, but it's... It's, um, oh, I do. Secret. I have I have something planned, and I, I think you're going to be very very happy. So on our next Whatever podcast, is, I'll be super happy. You will be happy. Well, okay. If you're not happy, then fuck. Um, if, if I'm not happy, you'll know right away. Too. Yes, <laughs> it'll be written all over my face. That's very true. That's, that's very true. But I I have I get myself into trouble with expectation. So I have a, a mental image of the way I think your face is going to look when you find out what I got you. So I'm really excited to see if I'm right. I'll put it to you that way. It's going to be, it's going to be a good day. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's the day before, but it's going to be a good right. day nonetheless. Um, yeah. So. Like I've said before, I'm a, I'm a buzz with wonder. A buzz with wonder. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's right. So with that, I think we covered all the topics for today. Was there anything else that you wanted to pounce on before we um, wrap this one up? No, baby. I think we're, I think we're good. I think this was right at 53 minutes. That's usually our, our, That's <laughs> about right. talk. <laughs> it took us a little bit to, to get into the groove tonight guys, but thank you for your patience with us as always. This is, this has been a fun little journey and I, I think we tend to get better every episode. Sometimes we have our moments, but uh, I know for me personally, I'm far more comfortable now than I was in the beginning. You know, look, it's taken me eight, um, taken me eight and took and it's taken me eight episodes to get the goddamn lighting right. You know, so <laughs> so I'm just stoked on that. I, I figured out a few things this time around that that make things a little bit easier. So, all right, so trying to think there was one other thing that i wanted to discuss let me look at my notes here oh yeah okay so one question that we that we got again ria came up to bat and she swung for the fences and nailed a couple ones she's she's, she's like look what do you guys do besides digi booty to keep the spark alive and i thought it was a very prescient question because on on instagram that same day we we saw or I saw and you saw it too. Saw some friends of ours, um, Marissa and Jason, had uh, they were they were doing cooking together, and and he's in one place and she's in another, and they're they're cooking the same dish. I thought that was fucking rad. I hadn't I thought that about too. that. That was so cool, so fucking cool. Yeah, did you like, see the poster? Did you see the pictures that they posted? Oh yeah, and check it, Marissa's yeah. yours looked like ass, girl. It straight up looked like butt. <laughs> Not even gonna lie, his Aww. dish kicked your ass. I bet it was delicious, though. I'll bet it was delicious. But Jason, that was on point, dude. So um, that that's one thing that I think long distance couples can try to do: cook with each other, get on Facetime, cook the same dish, have some fun with it. Because here's what was what's going to happen when Sarah and I do this, and we're absolutely going to do it. I guarantee you, my dish is going to look like ass. So I can, I can talk the talk because I'm going to be the guy that's going to be in jail on that one for sure. Yours is going to look I, great. I'm definitely, I'm, 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 I'm far more appreciative of, um, pr presentation in a dish as well as taste. So yeah, my mine will probably be a little more kind of restaurant quality. Oh, it's going to be great. If yours I had to guess, yours is going to be delicious. What should we, what should we make? 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, mm. what should we make, guys? What should we make? There you go. We'll put give it out to some, you guys. Uh, give us some options. Yeah. You got some good recipes. We'll I'm, I'm a big fan of Chrissy Teigen's cookbooks. If there's something in uh, her cookbooks that you think we might want to make, then, uh, then then give us a shout. And uh, you know what? Maybe it would be kind of a cool podcast to to do something like that. We're, we're cooking. We're That's a little technically advanced, I think. But one of these days, we'll get there. We'll do like a... We'll do a cooking show together. You're on the on right. East well, Coast. We need like a boom mic and all that business. We need to upgrade. <laughs> we were talking about that at the beginning. We need we need to do some technological upgrades for sure. Yeah, at least for at least for my microphone. My microphone's kind of butt. But let's get let's get through the next ninety to one hundred twenty days before we start trying to look at things we need to spend on. I, I, know. Uh, I, I, I know. Yeah, the next six months are going to be interesting. <laughs> Speaking of finances, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live within your means, folks. Don't just go buying microphones on on Amazon because you think you need one. That's that's a bad that's idea right. for sure. So, all right. With that, we'll uh, we'll close this out. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We absolutely appreciate you one hundred percent. Please do not hesitate to drop us a line. Follow us on sh- on social media. Give us your likes and your subscriptions on this because, hey, let's be honest, that's going to help our financial situation as well. So let's get yeah. paid. Yeah. We're in it for the clicks. That's right. Let's go. It's it's not about helping people. We just want to be <laughs> internet celebrities. That's right. I've never heard that before. Meh. Okay. I'm gonna let that's that our main go. goal. That's it. That's <laughs> it. All right, everybody. Have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Bye.